just wanna chill and vibe Baby girl, keep it real, no lies She said she's 21, I said alright If we gon' be grown, then speak your mind I just wanna chill and vibe 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 Baby, turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up Turn up Turn up, turn up, gon' turn up. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Turn up, turn up, gon' turn up. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Turn up, turn up, gon' turn up. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Let's start the show. Only good vibes. No, I'm serious. Let's start the show. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. Holy goodbye. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up. Countdown. What's good, Simples? This is your boy, Buddha. And over there is the lovely. Baby. And we coming to you live with another rendition of. Sipping and Conversations. So, baby, how was your day? You know, today was a great day to be great, y'all. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, man. I was, I did what I had to do and it was done. You know what I'm saying? And I'm starting to get symptoms of the seasonal change, the season changing. So my sinus is giving me all the business, but. I am going to push through. I just might take a day off to rest tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I see some of the see some of the simples already jumping in, man. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. How was your day? Well, you know, they got the butter from the duck like they always do. Mm. Um I actually worked with a, a cool cast of people today, man. It was great. Well, that's what's up. Oh. Uh, yeah. True, true indeed. True. What you sipping on? I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm sipping on a little whiskey, Canadian Club, and ginger ale. Oh. What are you sipping on? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> We're going to call this Brown Sugar Baby. <laughs> oh. Oh. Brown Sugar Baby. Well, you know. So today... Is being brought to you by Wellington Creek. By Wellington Creek. This is a limited reserve. Yes, it is a bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. Finished in Penoir cast. Okay. Make sure we get it in there. Because they might want to um they might want to sponsor you. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I actually like this. I had I oh I popped this till last night. <laughs> Uh, first I had a, you know, I had to drink it. Make sure it was good. Unchased. So, you know, just put a little cube in there. Do that right there. You know how you have to. So what else did you do to it, baby? Yeah. So that's what I did with last night. So today, uh, I added the infamous, well, he added the infamous cream soda. And? Cinnamon. Did that hit different? It's different than the cinnamon stick. Right. But that is why this is the brown sugar baby. I'm with the shits. Mm. So if this is your first time, baby, 
Just go ahead, like, follow, share if you must. Yes. I would love it. That's free. But if you don't, I'm glad you're a part of the show. And I like to ask the people in the bike on the live, what y'all sipping on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What up, dog? Welcome back. Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Listen, this is how this thing go. Mm -hmm. While y'all telling us it's your first time or while y'all letting us know what you sipping on and how your day was, make sure you interact with the people in the comment section, okay? Get to know your fellow sipper, all right? So listen, listen, listen. Welcome. Facebook, welcome YouTube, welcome all of our audio platforms. You are indeed now tuned in to Sipping in Conversations with Buddha and Baby. And this is our season finale. Say what? Yes, y'all. We've been going for 12 strong weeks. And with that being said, we're going to be taking a break because... That's what we do now, okay? We break. Um, and, we, you know, we got to regroup, rejuvenate, refresh, recharge all of the reads, okay? Mm-hmm. For all the reasons. Reasons! Oh, sorry. My bad. Hadn't went too far with it. And so, I'm going to go ahead and bring our resident guest on so he can tell us how he he's doing and what he's sipping on, because I know he got something grand for the people. <laughs> what up, y'all? Hey. Yeah, what's going on, Hammer? Hey, man. It's another day in up. paradise, right? I see you spiffed up with the bow tie pimp. I got you. Well, you know, I wanted to. I Actually, I just got in from work, so I didn't, I didn't have a chance to put my T-shirt on. So I just figured I'd kick it like I kick it all day. That's okay. So, we here for it. So always here yeah. for a gentleman attire, especially from our guests. Thank you. Thank you very much. Matching hat. This something and it's real. Good. This ain't no clip on now. We don't do the clip ons. Hold on, hold on. First of all, I, I, I got a little stash of stuff. That's why I, like I said I know he's looking at this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can that's kind of that. how, how, how I work it, though. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So what you sipping on today? So tonight, and, and y'all know I'm an ex bartender, and you know we like to experiment. So tonight I'm I'm uh, drinking uh, what I have appropriately named a sticky knob. Oh, okay. And that is a combination of some knob creek. In this case, yeah. we're drinking uh, quarter oak with uh, some honey jack on top. Oh man. Okay. And then we just, you know, we put it, we put a little splash of ginger ale on top of it. Just, just the lip, just, just like you don't even tilt the can. Just, eh. okay. eh. And and you see, we don't put too much ice in it because we don't need to water it down. So, okay. So that's how we roll it tonight. So it seems like we all rolling with bourbon. Let's see. What you're saying is you're trying to get there fast. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that I am properly equipped for tonight's conversation. For some sipping and conversation. Yes, ma'am. Okay, yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm here for it. Okay. So, baby, mm-hmm. talk to me. 
What are we uh, going to do the recap? Yeah, quickly. Okay, let's do this recap. So last week, we talked about Turns of Endearment, which started off one way, but it got real touchy at the end. So what did we come up with? A lot of people are okay with being called certain things in light of um, their friends and loved ones. It's all good. You know, words like the N-word or the B word, bitch, another one. However, you know, and they like to use other lovely words like sweetheart, baby, boo, these type of things, and they use it freely and frivolously with no meaning behind it. So how do you uh, decide between the two, right? Mm -hmm. Decipher between the two when you're using those terms of lovely words of endearment as friend versus your lover. And then on on the adverse effect, when you use the N word or the B word to your friends, to your friends versus when somebody who's outside of your clique uses these words to how it make you feel. You know, what we came up, what I came up with is words are powerful and they have meaning behind it. If you give it meaning, then it's going to be prevalent. Uh, did I do that quickly? All, everything that he said. <laughs> That's what's up. And what you can do, uh, you can always check out our YouTube channel for the whole episode, the entire episode. So uh, to give uh, time for our season finale, we're going to go, we're going to get into that, but um, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Just a little quick one. And then we're going to come right back. With that hot and juicy. So give us a minute, Mm. get your drink. If you ain't got one, make sure you get yourself situated. Okay, we'll be right back. Oh, this is for the simples. We sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation. What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl's sipping, then bring her on through, huh? What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl's sipping, then bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy's sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy's sipping, gon' through. What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl's sipping, then bring her on through, huh? What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl's sipping, then bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy's sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy's sipping, come through. Uh-oh. She called me slipping. I'm over here taking a sip. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with sipping. Okay. Because so, that's what we do, sip and conversate, huh? So check us out, man. We're going to get right into it with the first topic of the night. Can blacks be racist? Lego. Who want to take this one first? I can or you can. However, I'll let the residential guess. Yes, give us your, give us your, your uh, two-minute Two minutes feedback. <laughs> Can blacks be racist? 
Of course it can't. I've heard it said that blacks can't be racist because uh, something to the effect that, you know, racism was always targeted at, at us. But I mean, if we're real about it, any any being can be racist. And if we go to the true definition of racism, and I'm talking about truth, let's talk about truth. If we go to the true definition of racism, it is love of one's race. Mm-hmm. Now, if we approach it, and I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing, but if we approach it from that aspect, then racism isn't a bad thing, is it? If we look at it for the true definition of what it is. But now if we look at it in terms of uh, negative uh, aspects of racism, now we're talking a different story. And that's what racism has always been associated with, the negative aspects of it. Not the love of one's race, but more so the hate of other races. And there's nothing in the definition that says racism is about the hate of other races. So can I, as a black man, be racist? Yes, I can. Now, and I, as a black man, be uh, racist in terms of how the world generally views racism? Yes, I can. Because we do the same thing to those that we pick out. And I'm saying we in general, to those that we pick out that we say, oh, them over there, or they doing this, or they doing that in why they got this and instead of racism, it probably should be uh, situationalism <laughs> if, if, if you want to make it real because everybody becomes a racist according to their situation. Now there are those that are bred and trained. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, that's, that's how we got here. Okay. But then the majority of people that are racist as we generally tend to look at it, mm-hmm. it is because of a situation. So, nutshell, yes. Okay. I I actually agree with you in a lot of ways. Um, and to piggyback off of the definition per Oxford, <clears throat> racism is defined as prejudice discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior right so essentially what you say it and so it doesn't uh it doesn't have to be we've always had it viewed from a negative perspective right um however it doesn't really get talked about how we do it ourselves. Um, and so I I do agree that blacks can be racist, um, you know, as well. You know, there's a hatred that's out there. Uh, most of it is rightfully so. Um, and, and so, you know, I, so I do understand, I do believe that blacks can be racist, I, you know, and it just it doesn't get talked about a lot, you know. Um, I is it? I don't know if it's prejudice, but I know that, <laughs> um, and it's not even against other races. I got issues within my own race. Yeah, that N word. That N word. Um. I I don't like 
N-words. Oh, okay. Um, First comment, baby. I got it. I don't like N-words, so the N-word, I don't like them them people. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. they go, you know, I know we all black at the end of the day, but I don't like them N-words. Okay. Not the word per se, but the word itself. <laughs> I don't okay. like them N-word people. So, yeah. So, maybe I'm a racist. Okay. Maybe, you know, but, um, yeah, I do believe blacks can be. So, um, before I talk, please, um, Mr. Uh, All right. So, one of our viewers says racism is backed by power paradigm, paradigm that we historically have not had. Um, yeah. I'm, yes. Well, I got you. So let me go ahead and dispel all that stuff. Uh, to I too agree with you, Hannibal. I mean, the whole the root word of racism is race, right? Mm-hmm. And you identify your race by what it is. So when we sitting up here looking at Mexicans talking about how poor they are and how they all shack up. And we stereotype these people and we don't think they're nothing other than we think they're beneath us. See, we kind of we kind of get this way because we feel like we're entitled and we're entitled to something, right? Like everything needs to be handed to us because we've been here the longest slaving and our, and our forefathers slaved over this where we at now, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to racism, as a whole, you know, I grew up, and I'm just gonna tell a quick story, right? So I grew up at a high school where I had a certain coach, right? And he came to me and he wanted me to wrestle. So how did he get me to wrestle? He said to me, hey, listen, I got a way for you to, to fight white people and not go to jail. And that was his pitch. And then I said, Nickel. where do I sign up? You know what I'm saying? Because at that moment in time, all I knew was black pride. And I didn't care about nothing else. And if you were outside of black pride, you were inferior to me. Understand, that's power. May not be the power of the paradigm that you say, you thinking it is, but it's still power and a paradigm within its own right. That makes sense? Go ahead. Anybody want to weigh in? <laughs> let me um did you let me unmute you. You got something to say, Hannibal, against that? No, no, no. No, what? I'm I'm still I'm still absorbing. I'm still absorbing. Well, you know, I know all of we we definitely are entitled to our thoughts and beliefs. Um, however, per definition, not based on how we've been treated, mm. not from the origin that we, we, we learned, but per definition, yes, we came. And like your example was, you know, um, when, you know, not to just talk about a particular race or anything, but we're just going to use this one as an example because it does happen. And it's very prevalent. But 
when the Mexicans were here. Not even just them. When they came. Well, I'm just using them as a, right, just, right. just as a, for example purposes. Mm -hmm. They get out there and do the work, right? They come over here, they gonna get together and they go on and they handle their business and get this done. They've gone on to the next job, right? So now they done made it uh, easy, a, easy or affordable. A, a, a routine thing. The behavior is I'm just getting some Mexicans and, and going to get this work, done. Work for the low. Work for the low. But they're going to get this job done. They're going to get it done right. And then they, they ain't going to waste my time. Right? But then black people looking at it as here they come taking our jobs, this, that, and the third. But then when you do employ some black people, it you don't get your job done quickly, you know, efficiently. I don't want to say quickly. You don't get it done efficiently. You probably end up spending more money, and then you probably have to chase them down. And so the argument goes into they gonna, they taking our job away, but when you get the opportunity to do the job, you don't get quality work. Okay. So when you start looking at that, that 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 is the vision that that's what you're actually seeing happening on a consistent basis. You start to instead of calling Joe and them, you gonna call so your other you call the other people because so, you know, I mean, so I'm gonna ask this question. So when we use that derogatory word towards uh, Caucasians that we like to use. Right, uh -huh, the C word. The C word. <laughs> what, what what are we doing here? What what are we what are we trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Are we trying to put them down, make them less than us because they use this N word and it makes us feel some 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 type of way? You know what I'm saying? Are we trying to even the playing field? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even the little joke, well, I don't want to say joke, but you know, the, you know the little old thing is white man can't jump. Right. So, you know but ones. you got basketball players and football players that are of all so, races I, and they playing. So, like, I've heard, like, and I've seen this in the comments, right? You know, they, they talk about this power st structure mm -hmm. as a reason why, is their, their foundational reason why we cannot be racist. Meaning that we don't have the power to affect an outcome of a of a, a certain race, mm -hmm. which I like to say that's wrong. Because at the end of the day, uh, we talked about this like uh, episode two or three about what is black culture, right? And we talked about see I see I brought that back. We talked about how we are the influencers on what today's society is doing. They want to look like us. They want to smell like us. They want to rap like us. They want to even bump like us. However, <laughs> if we have this, we, if we have this effect on the world now, meaning how they look, how they dress, how they talk, mm -hmm. how they walk, and what they find is sexy, because before in the 80s, they used to think the slender back lady, skinny was getting now the voluptuous woman is everything, right? Who coined that voluptuous woman? Who said that that woman was beautiful in the beginning? We were the ones that said that, correct? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. changed the way people look just on our ideas 
or what beauty is. So I'm here to say we do affect how this world is going. That's power. So I, 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 I love how, and Clinton, I, I, I get it. I get it. Because uh, we generally and historically have associated racism with the power structure. It just so happens that the races were in positions and tend to be in positions of power. But let me ask this question. If you see a white man and he calls you the N-word and he's got two nickels in his pocket and you, a million, and you are a millionaire black doctor, is he not still racist? But then they say, he has no power. But it's but it, it, the, uh, what I'm to, to defend that what he just said. Not that I agree, but to defend what he just said. Um, white is right. White is right because white was in position. Well, see now you're messing me up because I don't even want to say that. But white is right <laughs> because white was in a position to be white. I mean, be right. Okay, so we go. Let's go all the way back to the boat ride. So you bring in. Another, you could bring in anybody else. You bring them into your house. So they're at a disadvantage, correct? Because they're in your house, they're in your yard. Now you've already uh, deceived them or fooled them or lured them into coming in however you want to, you know, want to put it. And now once you get here, you've established a slavery system. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's your power system. But we were, you, you can be, you can be enslaved Okay, you could be an indentured servant, right? They were white indentured servants, correct? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Were they treated as slaves? No, they wasn't. Okay, and why weren't they treated as slaves? Because they were looked at as not less than just in a different situation. And so they were working off a of debt. Whereas to the blacks were and are seen as an inferior race, an inferior being. Right. I'm going to look down my nose at you because you don't deserve the right to stand up next to me because we aren't equal in terms of being a man. Right. Okay. See, we was fooled. We was fooled back then. We're going back to them slavery days where that indentured servant, one that's working off that debt, is sleeping in the is sleeping in the field with the, with the slaves. We get the idea that he's one of us. And he never and he's not. Never was. So, so then it, it comes to piggyback off this racism idea, this racist idea. So when we, some of these black people got an opportunity and position to be owners, what did they do? They did it. But, but do you think, and we weren't there, no, we but let's ask, let's ask a real question. In the in the uh, at the country club, mm -hmm. okay, wherever the, the gathering hole was, right? Did the did the black slave masters go down there and hang out with the white slave masters? Yeah, no. And if they did, were they treated the same? You know. Okay, so again, even though they had some amount of power, right? There was still racism against them. The negative side of racism was against them. They were still viewed as inferior. 
mm-hmm. even though they own slaves. Okay. So racism is always going to be in the mind first. And then from the mind, then it manifests into whatever power paradigm we have. If I'm a racist mm-hmm. and I have power, let's say I have the power to grant you the job or not. Okay. You know, you walk in my office, I look at you right away. You're not getting that job. Because of the color of your skin, possibly. Because of the color of your skin. And I can I don't like your color of your skin. I have the control over who gets that position. You're right. And so you sit down and go through the interview. I'm a smile. Thank you very much. You're gone. But then somebody walks in behind you, different skin tone, half the experience. Okay. And when I see him, I'm like, okay, he's got a shot at the job. So unless I see another one of him that's more qualified, mm-hmm. he's going to get that job over you. Right. Now, that manifests because of my way of thinking. Now, if, I, if I'm just on the committee and I don't have the say-so over that, I can think all I want and not like you. But it's yeah. still going to be left up to the majority. Well, you know, beyond black versus white, right? we uh, show racism within, within, first of all. However, we, again, we have all the different races, Mexican, Haitian, Hispanics, uh, Jamaican, um, Asian, like we are, we have displayed Racism against others, especially beyond just white, because why? Right. Why do we do it to, to why do we do it? Create this hierarchy to create this hierarchy. So we already realize in our own back of our mind that white is at the top, but then we want to say we the next on the food chain. And then we're going to try to push everybody down. Not saying we do, but this is what happened. Right? I remember back in the 90s, not, not, I mean, just, just talking, right? You know, we looked down just at, you know, Haitians and, and Jamaican. We used to, I mean, when we was Americans, as a black American, we would look down at these foreigners coming in, you know what I'm saying? Because they dressed funny or they didn't have the nice clothes or whatever, or they looked they didn't look up the part, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would talk like, oh man, you dress like a boo boo boo. You know what I'm saying? Being very derogatory towards them. Now, very hurtful, very hated. <laughs> and now look at us. You, they done bred all the way in. You, you everybody just makes And, and, and all the sad this. part, the sad part of it all is the same ignorance right. that it was between the black versus the white, we took that ignorance into displaying racism to others. Because why would we feel that way, you know, against somebody else? Like when the story is, we know the struggle. We supposed to know the struggle, right? You know? Right. So if they come in and we ain't no more farther alone than they are. Right. And that, you know, and here 20, 30 years later, mm-hmm. like you said, we don't, we still don't have banks. Mm-hmm. 
we still don't have you know it's i know it is progress is in progress because i'm a strong believer of that it is happening however you could go in almost any town and there's a whole block of uh chinatown it's always chinatown here we go okay whole block on lock chinatown grocery store it's the bodega in every in different places you know what i'm saying whole grocery store chain of other nationalities based other races and yet here we are well they may not the one thing uh, what's one thing i admire about other races outside of our race i mean our culture is regardless if they like each other or not they're going to work together on a common because they understand that in order to what they big fish eat little fish so right we ain't gotta like each other but together we're stronger in numbers right right and we can't even get on that because we're definitely on that crab in the barrel mentality it's it's and that that's that goes but where does that come from? Where does that come from? It comes from the blueprint. The blueprint of what slavery has done to us. Which has been well, passed down from generation to generation to well, generation so, to generation. The difference, the difference in that's what other I call races, the blueprint. But the difference in <laughs> other races, they have all pretty much endured their forms of slavery. Yeah. And, okay. But what they did, they they stayed unified. As a people, All right. So, when we look at, uh, when we look at, you know, this structure, and and deem it kind of proprietary to American Black folk, mm-hmm. and the reason I say that is because if we all took the same boat ride, okay, we all took the same boat ride. It was just different stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Now, we over here at this last stop, okay. And if you look at every other colony, yep. island, country mm-hmm. of, of where you know we got off at these different ports, there have been uprisings uh, in in America. There was no uprising, not from our people there was a civil war but that was not that that really had nothing to do with us that really was about the white man in the north wanted to run his business his way mm-hmm. and the white man in the south wanted to run his business his way so yeah no but that's that's true let me see what the people say She's the, the people say that was taught to us okay understood Okay. Uh, I agree. How could we unify when we were taught to hate ourselves? Well, in my personal opinion, okay, because it's all about opinions, <laughs> I feel that at some point we have to unlearn. Break. We have to unlearn and relearn the same way if you have children that go to school, right? you know you ain't been to school in 20, 30 years, but 
that child bring you that assignment. You better learn. And <laughs> you got to go figure it out. That's it. You got to go remember I got you. parts of what you did know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, unfortunately, if you weren't as successful educationally, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You we here now. You got churn. So then you go and you like, well, what examples? Give me the instruction manual, you know. And then you got enough of capacity, hopefully, to read and, and relearn that which what you did uh -huh. 20, 30 years ago, right? So with that being said, break the chain. So change the narrative. Start giving your children better information because it's readily available. Mm -hmm. Bring the knowledge into your home and just we can only do it one generation at a time. So let me go ahead and say, Miss Doctor Velvet, we'll be doing today. Is that is that like a green, like a lime green thing going on there? Ooh. It's like a mermaid blue. Yeah, mermaid. Oh, no, look at you. <laughs> First of all, greetings. I honor you for coming on. Like I greetings, greetings. Too. I honor Hannibal, too. So we're talking about can Blacks be racist? I'd like you to share your thoughts. Well, I don't believe that Blacks can be racist. I do believe that we can be discriminatory. I think that in order to be racist, it insinuates that you're at a, a position of power where you can hire, you can mess with people's money, you can, you know, and yes, maybe we could do that on small levels, but in the big scheme of things, no. Um, I don't feel that black people can be racist, but I do feel they can be discriminatory. And mm -hmm. I think they have a long history on why some are discriminatory, more discriminatory than others. And I thank you for your valued opinion. However, so what we discovered per definition is racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Mm. So, per definition, yes, we can. Well, I don't know. I mean, per definition, uh, I, I hate to say it, but are we not a superior race? I mean, were we not the original man? Were we, you know... No, we we're, going, we're going places with you, girl. I got it. But I, but I mean, but can blacks be racist? Yes, we can. We don't like mm. it because remember, it's a belief. So belief is individualized, right? Her definition. Yeah. So when you believe something, I ain't got to believe what you believe. But if you believe that you are greater than thou and you start machoing around mm -hmm. pumping your chest as so right. and then you get you gonna get a squad to that'll believe when where you at and now it's five of y'all pumping y'all chest and now you don't you got a whole nation right doing the same thing it just 
bills and bills. So that's, you know. I mean, like, overall, I understand. I wish we had pumped our chests a lot more than we have. But, uh, yeah. But fear, fear, uh, fear, fear tactics. Fear always changes the direction of your mind. You know, I was watching uh, BMF, right? Thank you. Is, you, you. I don't know if y'all seen BMF. So I was watching BMF, and my man went into the hospital and, and pretty much beat the tar out of the guy who thought he was tough, right? He never, he never showed up again. But see that fear, that fear, it crept into, kept into him because he got his ass whooped. So, like, like I said earlier, growing up. I was taught to believe that if I was to get into a fight with a white person or any other race, that I was going to win because I was black. Right. Right? And so, you better not come in here. So, so <laughs> at that moment, where is my hierarchy? Personally, my hierarchy is me being black at the top of the food chain. Because you stronger, you bigger, you better. All of that. So I mean, you, this shows time, like you said about your whole wrestling match. You got amped up to wrestle because this was your opportunity to be superior out there on that match. So to catch you up to speed of what I was talking about, I was talking about a coach, my high school wrestling coach pitching the idea of wrestling to me. And his ideal pitch, because I went to an all-black high school, Jones High School. Hey. I just had to say that. So I went to all black high school and uh, his pitch was, I got to wait for you to fight white people and not get arrested. Got, not get arrested. Now that was a racist I mean, comment no, that he that. said to <laughs> this young black boy, first of all. You understand what just happened? What, what the little young black boy was like? Sign me that. up. Sign me up. <laughs> and, you, and at this moment in time, wow. I, was, I was ignorant. And I was more black pride because at that moment in time we walking down with the with the African medallions and when and, and cross colors etc etc etc. So I went in there and to to finish this story off, my first match was against the white guy and he tore my ass up in forty seconds and it changed my perspective <laughs> on the whole idea of how the world works. So I need to put in the good work in order to be the best person that I can be. Not because I'm black, wow. but it's because I have the drive to be the best. Wow. Right. Teaching method. A way to and then that same coach picked me up off the mat, <laughs> laughed in my face, and said, they can fight, can't they? Ooh. And then he said, now nah, I can work with you. <laughs> That's a lesson. Because now you're ready to learn your, get your skill together. You, you know, know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a whole different mentality. Yeah. You know? so, right. We've been historically taught that it's okay that we are better at certain things. And that's what we're supposed to be. And it's okay to be that. But then in the overall, as an overall being, mm -hmm. he's also been taught that we're not at the top of the hierarchy. Right. So that irony. You know, exists, and I, I see how that happens. And just like you said, oh, you better not lose a fight to a white boy. What do you say? A fight, a fight, a black and a white, and then you got the crowd circle around. And we all we, we, we all jump in, <laughs> right? Right. So you know, that's the that's the again, that's the irony of it. Even going back to slavery, you were allowed to be the big strong bull. 
you know, that worked hard and bred hard and everything else, but you weren't allowed to think, read, write, mm -hmm. uh, dress nice. Anything that's going to get you the money. There you go. Well, anything that's heard, going, anything that was going to have you looked at in a different social uh, status. Books. They knew they had them books, but they had them tamed to the point. It's like what's what's the little story about the elephant and the mouse? I think it's the elephant and the mouse, or the lion, or something. No, the lion and the elephant. So the the elephant learned that they couldn't beat the lion. But they could, and they was they was humbled. Yeah, it's kind of like which is, yeah. It's kind like it's kind like that. sitting in the jail cell with the door unlocked, but you don't know the door's unlocked, so you're not gonna try to open the jail cell. You know what I'm saying? And Massa and them did le let us read a book, the good book. So you got a question? Why did they let us read that book? Because it it it, it, it further did they let us read it, or did they read it to us? They read it to either, us. either way, it was a they, lie. They, they read it to us and did and, and read it to us in their revision. Okay. I mean, and that's a, that's a whole other issue. We're not gonna get into revision right. of the Bible, but I just so let me, let's, let's go real quick to uh, what the people say. Okay. This one was uh, Pretty lengthy. A, a healthy one. Mm -hmm. Can blacks be racist? The answer, of course, would depend on how you define racism. There's really only one definition per se. Um, otherwise, it will be your uh, opinion. Right. So if you define it as prejudice against or hatred towards another race, then the answer is yes. If you define racism as the belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race, the answer is yes. And if you define racism as prejudice, and discrimination rooted in race-based loathing, then the answer is again, yes. So, it gets a little, per, like, again, per definition, yes, blacks can be. So, let me see. We got one more. Let's go with one more. Yeah, but even if we, and, and this is the problem, we've become such a flexible society in terms of, definitions mm -hmm. and and norms so right. even in looking at definitions and if you look at say uh oxford versus miriam webster they're along the same lines but they're different definitions right. if, if you if you read them okay so we, if we say oxford uh doesn't speak to uh, it speaks Oxford speaks more to the pair the power paradigm. But now, if we look exactly. at Miriam Webster, mm -hmm. if we look at Miriam Webster, they're talking about again the belief because they're talking about the belief of inherent superiority, right? So, well, in that respect, I can I can see how people get confused in terms of thinking that it's it's more of a a hatred versus a belief. But in terms of the power paradigm, I still say the power paradigm comes about as a result of the mental state of the being. If you don't feel that way, if you love your race and I don't feel like uh, and, I, and, and I don't have power, then I can't suppress you. 
Mm-hmm. I can call you names all day long. Mm-hmm. I can insult you, but I can't depress you. Absolutely. But now if I have a million dollars and I have that same way of thinking, I can do that. Well, hold on, guys. One one second. We have a brief second. We want to uh, acknowledge somebody so we can get on in here. Yeah, we want to make sure we get that in there. So what we have today, I wanted to make sure I put this information up first so that they don't see it yet. Um, I want you all to get this information, and I want to make sure I had it here for the record. Uh, these are some beautiful cupcakes, right? All right, that have been um, presented to us mm-hmm. by desserts by Dre. Okay, and yeah. Boy, Boy, looking okay. good though. That word velvet at the end. You see that? Okay. <laughs> so they um, must be good. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Super duper geek uh, about this. Uh, she and I, I've been knowing her for the whole adult life. <laughs> most of her young adult life, <laughs> adult life, and um, her sister was one of my good friends that passed away, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to when she started with doing her business you know I try to I try to support people whether I know you or not if I get get good reviews I'll try you if I don't know you personally you get one shot um make it count and so that's what like, said just like six yeah you got <laughs> one so I asked some red velvet cupcakes Mm -hmm. for our season finale. And uh, she made sure she got them to me. So um, I just wanted to make sure I put that information out Mm -hmm. and I shared this with you before we got too far vested. And so again, this is her contact information. I don't know if she can ship this so far. I know there's ways that they can do these type of things with shipping. Um, and I don't know where she's at with that part, but look, what I like about this, what she's saying need, is we need to see you eat that. Man. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the secret ingredient is love. Is love. Uh, and so that makes it all the more different. Velvet uh, and love. I'm here for this. Uh, yes. Uh, and what an awesome finale gift. I'm saying. It has velvet in it. Ooh. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. <laughs> so tell us, baby, in one word, what did they taste like? Heaven. Ooh. I'm putting Life. in an order. Moist. Um, what is it? Walnuts at the top? With the walnut on oh, top. Oh, my God. Shout out some cognac. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You need some Havana Club on top of that. Yeah. The cream is like it's rich. Just enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm. So back to this. Back to the. Back to the. Back to the topic. Amazing. Do I look like I'm enjoying this? Oh yeah. I want to enjoy it with you. Almost too much. (laughs) I had to roll my eyes. 
You remember that movie? Uh, remember that movie, Ratatouille? <laughs> but he ate that. He hit that thing. He took it back all the way. Took it back all the way to his childhood. Oh, he was sitting. There. I, I felt that. I felt. That. I was waiting to have one. I'm like, hold on, time. I got to have it. I got to have one. I got you. So, so back to this racism. Racism. But, you want to switch gears? Yeah, we can. You sure? No, you. I said you. <laughs> all right. So since we got, it's part of it. It's still racist. <laughs> so. You know, and and like um, Dave Chappelle. Oh boy! In light of Dave Chappelle, right? How much time we got? Oh, and watch the closer if you haven't. I'm gonna throw that out there. Huh? I say watch the closer if you haven't already. So he had a lot to say about a lot of different things, but what stuck out was uh, how we are reacting to the world now. He said something about the baby where this man literally killed somebody and was all good. But they want to hang him for saying comments about, you know, different sexualities <laughs> other than heterosexual. I can't remember all of them. There's so many. It's just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it raises the question. Um when does sexuality become more important than race? If it did, you know, these are all our personal personal thoughts. You know, we're not professional. I mean, we are professionals in life, but we're not professionals on the topic. You know what I'm saying? So, so the shifting is we're shifting technically from blacks and racism to sexuality. sexuality. And racism because it does exist. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're kind of just shifting towards sexuality and alternate lifestyles, and so and and it changes the narrative. So you say, when did it become more important? And I think when they found out that they needed a different narrative in order to shift the paradigm. So you you look now and you see. Uh, all of these positions, mm -hmm. uh, director of diversity and inclusion or diversity and inclusion vice president and this. And, and I'll be honest, when I first started seeing these pop up a few years ago, I was thinking, you know what? That might be, you know, a cool little area to work in, you know, because from my perspective, I'm thinking more along EEO standards, mm -hmm. you know. And then as I started looking into it and realizing, the shift of really what the narrative was about. You know, like you say, you can't remember all of the, I just call it the alphabet club. And I don't mean to offend anybody, but you got like 13 letters now. You know, my daughter corrects me all the time. She could, but the <laughs> alphabet club. And so an example of this was, I met a young man a few years back, intelligent young black man, works for, works for a, um, tech company. Mm -hmm. Not going to put any names out there. Works for a tech company. So anyway, we were having conversations and got to know this young man uh, somewhat. Changed numbers, kept in contact. Uh, at the time, he was uh, overseeing some certifications that my daughter's troop was going through. He was talking to me about his girlfriend and how they broke up, da-da-da-da. Anyway, mm -hmm. so you keep track. And you know, 
LinkedIn pops up and it tells you, hey, congratulate this person on that. Congratulate this person on that. So I'm looking and one day I get a pop up and it says, blah, 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 congratulate. Boom. So I hit the congratulations. I didn't really, I didn't look at it. Um, said, okay. So then I circled back when I saw it, they made him the uh, director for uh, diversity and inclusion uh, for that company. And I looked, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then I go back and I circle and, you know, it gives you a picture. Well, when I look, when I open it up and I look at the picture, here's this young black man that they have now made the poster child for their campaign uh, for diversity and inclusion. And he is wearing makeup. Yes. Okay. That same look that you had, Dr. Velvet, that same look, I had it. So you have to realize, and then it, it really started to sink into me as I started paying, paying attention to the diversity and inclusion campaigns and departments and listening to the narratives of which they were pushing and talking to some of the, these people that were in these positions and what they were really saying without saying it. Mm -hmm. And so now you change it from, okay, we need to push more blacks and browns into these positions into we need to push more alternate lifestyle people into these positions to even it out. So what happens? We get watered down in the mix because that's the new, that's the new initiative. And in the meantime, what you're doing is just like this young man is plastered internationally now mm -hmm. uh, on the internet as the poster child for this campaign wearing makeup. Now you start to uh, what's the term I'm looking for? You start to perpetuate the perception that the black male is effeminate. Mm. And once you can do that and you have that tide rolling and more and more people buying into that now you really tear down the 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 true the the power presence of the black male okay hold on bro all right i don't want to keep talking about black men okay and i say this because i know you all are black men however we're talking about culture it's not about the black man it's about society as a whole and what's happening oh. systematically what's happening across the board mm -hmm. with because it's not just happening to make the black man be less than or more than greater than all of the equals okay mm -hmm. we know the struggle we understand that what's happening now what what's have what what the transition that we're seeing is based on our question is when did or why or is there uh, a a shift so to speak in sexuality? I'll give you my opinion as soon as you finish. Yeah, sexuality versus <laughs> versus racism. You know, so oh, we we don't want to. I don't want to always hear. Okay. I know that is an easier 
it's easy to speak all, but this thing is greater than. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Can I slide in there? Please and thank you. Sorry. This is what, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. We already know what opinions can be, right? <laughs> my opinion is the reason why I feel it's moving in that direction where it's more important, more important than race is because of the diversity within sexuality. If you have a power structure, like we talked earlier, is white supremacy, if that is a hierarchy of power structure, and you have white people that are part of this ill, you know, alternative community. See, I went there because I can't say all the letters, right? Now you didn't gave more validity to the sexuality where people can justifiably get with the cause. It's a change of the norms. My point exactly. If you already think that us as black people, Hispanic people, uh, uh, Hispanic people uh, or Asian people are already inferior, right? Create a new class. You creating a new class. A new class has been created. Where you can be accepted. So if your main idea in life is to be accepted and for who you are and what status of life you are financially or whatnot, why wouldn't you join that cause? Well, I don't think they're joining it for that. I'm reason. not saying though. I, I think mean, they're, they're they want to be accepted because that's their preference. But it, listen, and they want to be accepted for so, the preference. However, right. if uh, you know, I, now this is me now. I mean, it's just a, a thought. I don't think, I don't feel, I don't believe mm -hmm. it's joining the bandwagon because I want to be inferior, you know, superior. It's ultimately a a choice, a, a prefer, a lifestyle, sexuality. It's all a choice. Some believe that they it's they're born, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Because you know so, this get to be real slippery slope, but so I mean, it ain't too. Then don't. It's almost like you saying, "I like the Cowboys, I like the Steelers, but everybody like the Cowboys, so I'm gonna be on the Cowboys team because well, the Cowboys doing better." Whatever I know, that ain't how I go. But don't you now deprioritize other initiatives? So if I can take <clears throat> ABC's initiative and I can put that at the forefront. And I can pull in everybody because, as you said, yes, it's across the board. Black, brown, red, green, yellow. Everybody's in that mix somehow. Mm -hmm. And historically, I mean, e even if you look up, uh, <clears throat> like I, I, I was doing, some, I, I looked up some things on, on sexuality versus racism earlier. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, uh, you know, sexuality and homosexuality and, you know, the whole initiative now, but how homosexuality has historically been primarily associated with whites. Mm. So, see, I, I, and baby, I know you said you don't want to talk about the black man, but let me, let me, let me slide to the right a little bit because <laughs> this is where, <laughs> this is where we're we, we pulling that initiative in because Yes, if I'm a, 
uh, black homosexual alternative style male. I'm going to join this initiative because this I know is going to be my leg up. And whereas to I am uh, ostracized, not just within my race, but also by the power structure. Now you have to recognize me. So now, you know, it's, it's, it's multi-pronged as I see it. I already spoke on, you know, how we, we're, we're minimizing the, the power presence of the black male, but you're also uh, minimizing the black struggle, if you will, because now it's a, it's, and, and this is easy because regardless of what we say, every race discriminates against alternative lifestyle folks. Now, it may not be everybody within the race, but if you look at the, the belief, you know, everybody, every race, I'm not going to say everybody, I'm going to say every race in general discriminates against alternative lifestyle folks. So it's Why easy to take this and make this a, a major initiative and therefore mute racism or race initiatives because this is more important. This goes across the board. Now, I'm not saying it's more important, but I'm saying when you put this on paper, when you formulate it, when you when you make this campaign, yeah, it's people look at it and go, oh yeah. And then if I have other initiatives, if I'm if I'm here, okay, if I'm here and I'm looking down, I can look at this easy and go, we can do this one. Because this is going this is the distraction that's gonna mute everything else. And before they catch up and catch on, we're gonna be 99 miles down the road with this. Back back where we at. Back where we started from. Trying to figure out how we get how we get to the beginning and get get to the top again. Give me give us something. Give us something, Velvet. You've been stewing. Yes, it. I would love to get my opinion on this. I, um, I, 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 I see your brain smoking. Come on. Let's get it. <laughs> I think similar to how people sometimes will say things like man, you know, police brutality is, is at an all-time high. I think that it's not at an all-time high. I think now we just have cameras in places that weren't there before. I think it's the same way with the LGBT community plus community is that, you know, um, sexuality, um, homosexuality has always been prevalent here. It's in the in many of uh, religious contexts, and it, I mean, it's it's been we've been gay, we've been you know sexual towards the the same sex and opposite. I think that if you look at animals, which we are, um, but most of animals are not you know um, they're they're lions have you know, sex with other lions and, you know, it's just a prevalent thing. And I think that we're seeing it now more because just like racism, we're, it's, it's out here. We're not afraid to who we are. We're not afraid to express ourselves. And I, maybe there is some type of an agenda. I do wonder why so many more black men have to appear in dress and things of that nature. You know, I, I wonder about those things. But overall, I think that saying it's an agenda 
and all of that is just pure it's it's kind of bs and we just gotta love people for who they are but to answer the question i think first we have to recognize the human race Mm -hmm. and uh issues with humanity Mm -hmm. and that is inclusive of sexuality so first thing i like to say because i like to notice everything you are so matching your whole room i see the green the purples and all this stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, see, I see all that. It's like, you Thank know, you. Look at the background, baby. I'm you not see doing it. this. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> all right. I'm not doing it. this. It was fucking with me, and I got it. I had to get it out. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, number two, I, I totally agree on, on, on what you said. I just feel like we're losing sight or what we as a culture need. You know what I'm saying? Because of the need of others. And I hate to be, I hate to say it that way, but we don't hear nothing about Black Lives Matter anymore. For the most part. All right. So. Go ahead. Yeah. We don't really hear anything about that. But man, I tell you, they don't stay out. I mean, the L, you know, I can't because I can't remember Just, all the names. The alternative people. Alphabet Club. No, nah, I'm not going to say that either. Uh, the alternative people. LGBT. LGBT Community Plus. Because they added the A too. You see that? <laughs> so when they say, you know, now they are in the forefront. Well, they've been in the forefront for years. As a matter of fact, it's been very prevalent since um, the bill was passed when Obama first became president. And they just took off running. Like, uh, they just took off running for the last five years. They just took off running. You can't even watch a TV show now without and seeing it. I, I wish that we had spoken up more about, you know, um, mm-hmm. when President Obama went right for the gay community mm-hmm. and made sure they had their rights, but didn't do much for the black community. You know, I, I didn't understand that while I was celebrating. I was outside of the White House when it lit up in the rainbow colors. It was a big deal. But uh, hello. You know, I remember marching for Freddie Gray and President Obama called us terrorists, you know, for, for marching. So, um, but I just never understood that part of it. But I understand it perfectly. It goes back to the almighty dollar, right? You have, you know, listen, like the same reason why so-and-so is wearing a dress live is because they want to get paid all this money. Right? If money is power, who has the money? Mm. A lot of the people who are outwardly in the lifestyle, but there's a lot of people who ain't outwardly outwardly in the lifestyle. Right? Mm. Like, for example, you know, it's no differently heterosexual male, but if you wanted that part, you had to do something backdoor to get it, regardless if you're a man or a woman. Backdoor, really? That's what we're doing? It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the sad it's the sad reality. You know what I mean? You 
if you want that, I mean, if you want the status, sometimes a person will forego their own morals, compass, to get it, right? Mm-hmm. However that looks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Hannibal. Yeah, and, and can I just say one more thing that Baby said? She said she feels it's a choice. I feel with most homosexual people, and I would venture out to say most, it's not mm-hmm. a choice. You know, I remember as a little girl, my cousin just crying, crying, crying because she was gay and she didn't want to be gay. She said, I'm already overweight. I already stutter. I'm already black. Like, why am I gay too? And she was distraught. And I, I don't feel that it's a choice. Many of us have family members that we knew was gay, age one, age two. And how many of how many times did it come out correct? in our uh-huh. assumptions because we notice certain things so i don't think it's a choice so i wouldn't say a, I, I wouldn't say a choice in the matter of, of what you tend to like i'm gonna say the choice in the matter is whether to confront and be who you are versus not so back when we were growing up right we would uh you you couldn't come out the closet so to speak right or you was gonna get beat down you was gonna get ridiculed you was gonna you know which goes into when, when I think Hannibal said it's a, it was a, uh, homosexuality and so forth was associated with whites. Mm-hmm. However, no, it was not. We chose to associate it that way because we were taught, where you get that from? Where you, you, gotta, you know, you, but, that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, but I know and many of our viewers know or knew that person like you said you seen that child <laughs> whether now I know there there are some sad circumstances mm-hmm. because of rape and molestation you know being a victim of those type of circumstances that is never they their choice was taken from them mm-hmm. and it became the way to cope you know especially if it was in the home with the father or the auntie or you know what I'm saying or the brother it's all these different mechanisms but so I know and I don't mean that the, pretty much what Buddha said the choice I'm saying is to be outward about it because it was a time where you had to be quiet or you're gonna get beat down especially in a two-parent home right so I mean like I, I mean in a sense I understand but like we know I mean as a race we also know the struggle, right? So why couldn't we? Why can't we find the balance in between? It seems to me like if you ain't, you know, in most communities, even in black or whatever, in the situation we talk about sexuality, it's all or nothing. If you're with us or you're against us, point blank, there's no in between, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Same way with, you know, race, black, white, or whoever, either with us or against us, but. I mean, isn't this a tactic where it'll keep us right where we are? You know, going back again. It's definitely a distraction. Going back again to uh, black, be. black uh, BMF, right? The man said, like, why are you giving them all the, the dope? He said, no, why would I? Because I want them to be exactly where they are at all, all times. I want to keep my foot on their neck. So you get them just a little bit yeah. to feel like they won, but not enough for the victory. You feel me? Right? It ain't no different. So here we go. George Floyd happened. And a few others happened. 
we got this movement going on. We have uh, Black Lives Matter going on. And then something happens. Well, now push this to the side. And now we have Pride, you know, LGBT. Say it right. Don't do that. That's ignorance. I can't. That's ignorance when you can't do it right. Don't do it. LGBTQ plus. I mean, listen. No, I can't. L G D T Q plus. Okay, I got. Oh, I mean, I can, but I just, you know, I, it's weird to you. However, either way, don't be that guy. I'm not being that guy. I'm just being honest about who I am. I, I don't necessarily remember the words in the order that they need to go. The letters, got it. letters in the order that they need to go. <laughs> Sorry, you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, here we are. We have another fight. That's taken away from our fight, our our other fight. But let's, let me ask you, mm-hmm. because I know what you, when you said it earlier, where where is the Black Lives Matter? Well, unfortunately, in the back burner. Yes, <laughs> it appears that they only activate in a time of crises, which we talked about before. And, right, and so mm-hmm. why? And, and my argument before is, why do we have to wait for a crisis to take place in order to be, continue to be relevant? So then when, then we want to be taken seriously, but we can't even be consistent with our own cause. Because well, it's not our cause. It's a government cause in actuality. And the reason why it's, we gets taken over during crisis is because they get to control how we act. They get to control what streets we walking on. They get to control this and that. It's really not even our organization, but it's, it so is put is out there I'm that way. Like, okay, Black lives are supposed to matter every day. At, every day. To an individual and as a as a people, right. right? And it and and like you would say, you know, when you rock the hashtag men are the prize, what do I say? It doesn't matter if they're supporting you or they're saying these things, you keep pushing your cause. So that being said, we have we as in the, the community have to continue to push the cause. Just because the LGBTQ Plus, community is pushing their cause. Exactly. They're they're adamant about that. Okay, it's, exactly. it's 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 that's. But it doesn't mean that the blacks within that don't support Black Lives Matter. I didn't say that. No, no, I'm not saying it. It doesn't mean that they don't support whatever is the cause of their preference. Okay, whatever it is. So all I'm saying because they do. But I mean, but everybody what I, needs to do their part but what on a consistent basis. I, I get it man. should not sleep. And when you ignore one or one group fight, you, it's gonna be your turn to fight, and you don't want to be ignored. You want you want allies, and I right. think just because of the way our family structures are. And mm-hmm. the numerous ways that we choose to love, we mm-hmm. need to be allies for each other in all in all causes, in all wrongs. We need to be an ally for what is right. We right. want to be on the right side of history. And you have we have to 
We have to remain firm because if we're feel if we're seeing and the thing is, you know, it's blatantly happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, that the, the the shift, that the distraction or however you want to deem it, it's it it's blatantly happening. And it but first it was little bite sized pieces, and now it's like ta da, it's happening. There's laws in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have been changed, and mm-hmm. so much and so and. It's happening, but what we gotta remember is like, like I keep saying about the whole. Okay, here's another point, real quick before you say that. Buddha is adamant that Juneteenth is no longer. I mean, Father's Day is no longer prevalent because of Juneteenth, right? It ain't both are good causes. But now that Juneteenth has become a national holiday, and it's but it's happening on the third weekend, <laughs> which is the same weekend Father Day is. Father's Day is Sunday, Juneteenth is basically Think about it now. So his thing is like, wait a minute! Of all the weekends, Mother's Day got their own Mother's Day. You know, like there's nothing happening. So what? Can the fathers get love on their own day and they have Juneteenth another day? So they got to I, share the whole weekend. Not a man got to be shared. And I get it. So, like I keep telling you, y'all men just got to go out there on Juneteenth <laughs> and make week. it a whole big celebration. Y'all got to come together and yeah. you got to, yes, yeah. it's Juneteenth, yeah, hear me out. which is a good reason. Yeah, hear me but out. at the same time, y'all you men got to go out there and do y'all. You actually making Hannibal's argument for him about the black man. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the black man. This is yeah. all fathers are not all black. Come on, listen, stop. I mean, I said Father's Day. Hannibal, listen, like, let me get listen this. to what I'm saying. They're giving us Black Heritage Weekend, <laughs> right? In black Independence Day weekend, and say the hell with fathers. No, they're not. <laughs> They're saying y'all need to be since y'all want to be the greatest. Y'all <laughs> the greatest. Since y'all the greatest, okay, y'all men out here represent them. Y'all better come up with a have strategy. A, hey, listen, to have make a, this a hell of a weekend. Listen, have a get a card anymore. They get they get a T-shirt saying Juneteenth. <laughs> 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 what say you, Hannibal? Go ahead. So. Y'all got me over here like double dutch. I'm on the sideline trying to trying to jump in, just trying to just like uh 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 here, here I go. So first of all, everybody, every group deserves equality and equity. Yeah, and those aren't the same thing. We know this. They go together, but they aren't the same thing. Every group deserves that. Dr. Velvet, I, I need to go back because I heard you say. You didn't, so I agree with you on your statement in general. Um, yeah, it's always been around. Yeah, we right. know we had people in our family, they were always there. We knew people going to school, they were always there. And we were like, yeah, uh-huh, mm, okay. And then 15 years later, like, yeah, we already knew that, okay. But I disagree with it not being an agenda. It is an agenda. And so, and when we look at basically an agenda is anytime somebody's trying to change or they have, they have something they want to, they want to get in place, you know, they're trying to push something. And there are some groups now that are really trying to push something. Booty, you made the statement about 
you can't turn on the TV without not seeing uh, this up front. So I'm going I'm to jump on that because I'm a big superhero guy. I like action movies. If it ain't blowing some shit up, killing somebody, blah, 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 it's probably not on my playlist. Now, I'm, I'm going to admit that. I'm going to admit that. So therefore, every superhero series and action series, I'm watching them. Now, what I started noticing a few years back, every, every series, superhero series, has that character. Okay. <laughs> now, for those of us that follow the original storylines, you know that. Ain't okay, read comic books as a kid. This character that's prominent in the series that's there now didn't exist, but that has become part of the agenda to push the normalization of this. Now, I don't want to sound. I don't want to. I don't want to sound anti when I say pushing the normalization of this. Do your thing. Live your life. Be happy. But also understand, I don't have to adopt your normals as my normal. Okay, that's first and foremost. Because I don't. Because I don't adopt your normal as my normal doesn't make me a bad guy, and it doesn't make me anti. If I don't want to have to explain to my daughters this, 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 and this, when they're being taught this, 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 and this, that doesn't make me a bad guy. It just means, listen, I have my normal, you have your norm. But the, but the, there are agendas in place that are to one, desense us to what we consider our normal. And to make us accepting, and not just accepting, but to adopt what others consider as normal. Now, that's not just on the, I'm going to read the letters because I'm going to get this right because I don't want y'all to think I'm trying to be funny. LGBTQIPA, and I know there's a plus on there also, plus community. So that's the thing we have to we, we've got to get in, in check first. We go a few years back, Michael, Michael Sams, Michael Sams, Michael Sams, the football player from college. He was okay. He wasn't, he, he wasn't a standout player in college. Okay. He waited till right before he hit the draft or before the draft was coming up to declare himself as the first openly gay football player. Right Uh now, by doing this, you make it so that the NFL can't they can't not give you a tryout because now if they do that, they are discriminating and they can say, well, he wasn't that great. But because you put this out here now, it's been tried in the world and everybody's going to say, oh, they didn't give him a shot because he's gay or he's openly gay. He gets on TV. I got you, Buddha. I got you. I got you. He gets on TV and he says, well, you know, my sexuality is nobody's business. Oh, now it is the world's business. But you put it out there. Exactly. You made this the conversation. So, you know, it's conflicting agendas. You don't get to say, well, my life is my life and what I do, you know, in my world is my world. Right. 
and then but then turn around and say, well, this should be the norm. Okay. You, you can't have it both ways. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm gonna go before I before we close this thing out soon. Um, we, something just happened. Uh, the coach, uh, John Gruden, got, just uh, resigned, fired. However you want to look at it, this is what happens, right? So in this piece that he's got going on, he was he resigned. Definitely. It did. So in this piece he's got going, he talked. You know, he was talking about bigotry, race, toward you know talking down on a racial scale. Nothing really happened. But as soon as he came off talking about somebody's sexuality, this motherfucker got to go. This is the prime example of what I'm talking about. Right? You can go to work tomorrow, say something racial about somebody's race. They'll pull you in the office talk to you, counsel you, you'll probably be on your final, but you still work. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as you talk about somebody's homosexuality or whatever sexuality that they're into, your ass is out of there like tomorrow. So you can't say that's not an agenda to normalize that. I think you should not. I think in both cases, people Mm -hmm. should be held to the fire. I don't think we should be mad because, you know, one is being held to the fire and another is not. We just need to have a conversation where we say both of these things you should we should not be doing. So we need to correct this. So like only thing I can go by in this in that aspect with the example I just gave you is the intent, right? There's no, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, when you talk about somebody's sexuality, you can't, there's no wiggle room behind that. But if you say something about somebody's race, oh, I didn't mean it like that. You know what I'm saying? Or they can hide behind the lightness or heaviness of the intent where you can say, hey, man, listen, maybe he didn't mean it that way. But when you talk about somebody's sexuality, that's a direct reflection of who that person is. So real quick. Possibly. I want to um, <laughs> just comment a little bit mm-hmm. on a couple of points mm-hmm. that I caught. Because mm-hmm. I hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. When we say the agenda is being pushed, the agenda, the agenda, the agenda, the, the agenda is being pushed, you know, we see the agenda. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, my question to that is why can't blacks create and push the BLM agenda? <laughs> is that an agenda? Because there ain't no money to be made. You can make more money. It, it, it's it, it, again. You make more you money create it this LGBT, and you push it. TQ it don't matter. Plus, you know, create it and push it. <laughs> it's been created. Now you have to continuously push it the same way everything else is being pushed. I understand that. We've accepted because we see an agenda, but could it be can't we push well, the agenda well, baby, all the same? Could it be to divide the divide? 
Does that make sense? I mean, we need allies. We so, definitely need on. the allies. I'm saying divide, so, when I say divide the divide, meaning like, okay, we got this black movement. We got this Black Lives Matter movement. So if I say, you know, Pride Week or Pride Movement, let's go with that, right? Pride Movement. Now I done took a quarter or a third of Black Pride, Black Lives Matter and moved them off the mark into a whole nother category. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement has just been weakened. That's why you create allies, point blank. Understand now. Point blank, you gotta... You that's, the, to, that's the it's, agenda. It's, it's the agenda keep the, is to push the, the Black Lives Matter. I'm not saying... Put, put on in there. I'm not saying... Just a thought problem. I'm not saying you gotta... You gotta <laughs> this, this is the way it's gonna work. But because you, we can... See the agenda. That means an ally needs to be formed in order to level the playing field. One, because there are in there in term in the community are black people. So so you have an inside person to formulate an ally. But here's the here's the if all else fails. But here's, the, but here's the problem. What's the problem? The problem is you're telling these same people to choose. No, no. You don't have to choose. Whoa. This is not a choice. You, you are, can't take away your skin color. Listen. You still black. Listen. Okay, I got I got one. I got one. I got one. Still a what? N-word. OJ Simpson. Gotcha. Let me move on. I got yeah. one. So, 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 so. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing and I'm seeing, you know, people still saying it's not an agenda. It's, I didn't but then you turn around and say, it, it, it is an agenda because we're trying to move the needle here. We're trying to move the needle here. But I, I'm going to point this out also. So, and we can go back all through this conversation, even go back to uh, racism, black. Yeah, racism, black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at your commercials now. Okay. So there are two things that are happening in your commercials. The first thing what you're going to see, you're going to see beige couples. You see beige couples. You don't see a black couple. You might see a white and a light skinned black, but you don't see a a brown, you don't see a, a brown or a dark skinned black person in the majority of your commercials nowadays. Right. Okay. That's the one thing. The other part of that is you're going to see the alternative lifestyle couples and they're going to be in that base genre. And you're going to know the difference. Okay. So you can't, if, if this is the majority of the commercials that I'm seeing, especially when the commercial starts out, because it used to be, it used to be the commercial would start out. You see a man and a woman, a family, da da da, and then they might flash to an alternative lifestyle couple, and then they move on. Now these commercials generally tend to start out with the alternative lifestyle couple, and then they move through. So I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm gonna throw this out there because I like in the beige, not I'm black. Throw this out there. So like white and brown, brown. So I I, I asked this question, and I'm, I'm meaning this. But so it's okay. It's okay 
for same-sex marriages to be is legal now across the board, right? But yet, you can't marry more than one person. Mm. All right, that's another topic for next season. <laughs> you trying to get us killed, brother. No, we're I'm, not gonna do that. I'm just saying, I love weird. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we, we can talk about that. Buddha, you are trying to kill. K I L T. Kill. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if you, uh-uh. if you choose, well, the whole purpose uh-uh. is, here we are now. And I like to say, like uh, uh, we is evolving. Go ahead. Okay, okay. no, 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 Right. And you should uh but you know you don't want to have to have that conversation with your kids, you know, your daughters and so forth. Which is respectable. However, the world will teach you. If yeah. you it's it's yeah. one thing to not accept something, but yeah. we have to acknowledge the existence. Exactly. I right? agree with that. And if we don't acknowledge the existence the world teach you. It's going to be taught by commercials, by school, by life, right? So it will behoove us parents to, we don't necessarily, I know, trust me, I understand that you, I, I don't feel like I should have to, and ain't nobody going to force me. Well, listen. Listen here, mom. That's why we got team Listen babies. here, dad. If we choose to not engage in these conversations, not my child, Mm-mm. your <laughs> child will go to school and see the things happening mm-hmm. and not know how to have discernment between. And your child could possibly be a bully or be bullied or be bullied. So I'm just saying. It's better to have the conversation, whether it's a mild, medium, high level. You need to, at the very least, engage in it or just ask questions. Go on, go and Google elementary conversations or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that, pause. I'm saying that because, as we said, commercials have same-sex families. Mm -hmm. Your child is going to school Deceased. with a student that is they're being That's raised in a same and it's norm for them mm-hmm. now and whatever they're being taught that is fine. However, if you don't expose or at least engage in age appropriate conversations right. with your child, you're putting your child in a position where they're unable, they're unequipped. What you don't teach them, and and we just we're not saying music you, will you, you you know follow the follow the leader, but at the very least, it's okay to have age appropriate conversations as early as possible. That's right, and it's not about your level of comfort. 
because your child is going to school. And you're going to go to the school and you're going to be arguing a moot conversation because Listen, man. laws are in place you're for right. protection and the schools are protecting. So, so before I'm you, just saying, I just wanted to put that out before, there. I mean, before you say what you got to say, I just want to throw this out here because it doesn't kind of go with the meaning, but I got a point to make. There's a great song by Juicy J and uh, Triple Six Mafia. They say, Slob on the uh-uh, night. That's it. Nope. Check in with me and do the job. I'm done. Like calling the cop. No, hold on. I no, said please. that to say this. No, I said please that to, make the right sentence. I said that to say this, right? Nasty little helper. <laughs> I said that to say this. Now they normalized and made it okay to do exactly that. Well, now they don't. Hold on. Now they don't think of it as an intimate act, like we said, way back. See, I like to bring back previous conversations in the series. You like how doing this, right? So now they normalize this, right? And now intimacy is out of whack, which the same thing goes to where we now see these alternative lifestyle prevalent in mainstream media. Which is all the more reason why you should have the conversation. Right. You Educate have... yourself. Now you can go. But see, she wanted to know how I was going to make that I translate. Say, but I'm just... <laughs> I'll let you go, uh, Hannibal. So we I can jump in. I can jump in. I can jump in. You yeah, got jump, it. You, you got, got it. You got okay. Two I'm in here. I'm betting. So first of all, I totally agree with having the conversation age-appropriate conversations. What I don't agree with is having it forced down their throat. If we're walking through the mall, if we're anywhere, okay, any normal situation, any situation, I'm not going to say normal, any situation, mm-hmm. and you've got a, let's say, a male and a female, mm-hmm. and they're over the top right. with, you know, their actions. You get arrested. Our kids are looking at us going, we have to explain that. That's not a normal situation. That's not the. That's not, you know, historically the norm. Same thing on an alternative lifestyle. If this is, if you have that type of situation, now again, you have to explain that. So my point is, do your thing, be happy, do you, live and love. But I'm saying, understand, because you make certain. If I choose. If I choose to be a track star, mm-hmm. everybody don't like to run, right? right? Everybody don't want to train. They don't want to do that. Okay? So while I might be enthusiastic about it, I need to have some understanding. This is not everybody's orientation. Yep. Okay. So you can't get mad at me because I don't like to run. Right. You know, no. that's, I, I love it. I can't get mad at you because you don't like to run. Same thing, your lifestyle. Everybody has their things that they like to do. And I think that is a, uh, that's a, that's a major flaw with mankind, period. We tend to think because I like to do certain things and I think this is cool that everybody should feel the same way about it or that it should be okay with everybody. 
and you should adopt it. Now, some things are, are within certain realms and they don't really extend into other people's atmospheres. Some things don't. Mm. Or should I say, I said some things don't, some things do. Okay. Some things do. Okay. And so we, we need to understand, just like we understand how we carry ourselves, right. how we, the, what we want to present of ourselves, we need to understand that in terms of our lifestyles. And if you want to, if you want to walk around and say, eh, it's none of your business what I do, then why are you making it my business? Oh. Why are you putting it on Front Street? Why are you, why are you making it the conversation? I feel that. I feel that. Velvet. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Come on, Velvet. Give me your final thoughts. That was, that was Hannibal's final thoughts. Hey, yo, Wait, you're muted. Hold on. Let's get you unmuted. Oh, you gotta unmute yourself. My final thoughts are live and let live. You know what I mean? I think that we have to educate ourselves. We have to educate our children. We have to be okay with people choosing to live how they want to live. We have to be respectful of all. We have to eliminate racism. We have to eliminate uh, discrimination. We have to eliminate biases against gay people, straight people, whatever, whatever. And I think that... Um, I, I appreciate your platform for just, you know, letting us say these conversations out loud that we say all the time in our vehicles and just in private spaces. It's important. And I appreciate you guys. Um, I think this was a wonderful finale uh, discussion to have. I think y'all look amazing up here on the panel. I appreciate everybody in the comments. Like, this is just a, a wonderful conversation, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh, man, that's that's dope. That's dope. This last one was pretty, pretty, I, I like what was said um, with this comment here. Uh, the lack of conversations being had by parents with their children, I believe, leads to our kids in their formative years. Leads them, right? to explore life without proper guidance. This is the same issue where black parents don't talk to their boys about how to deal with emotions. They just end up lost and confused when they have to deal with them. Truth. And uh, so I, I, I really like that. And this one Ted says exactly, you have to teach them or it will be taught, but not the way you would do it. Get in front of it. Truth. You understand? And I, and, I, and I do agree with that. Um, wholeheartedly. So my final thoughts, uh, you know, I, I was against having this conversation, uh, just because it's a, it's a Touch one of those weighted ones. However, it flows with our season of regarding black culture and the culture as a whole and the things that we deal with within our culture. And this is one of those topics that is of discussion. So I appreciate you acknowledging that we are having those conversations that, you know, people have in their inner circles and things like that, but they don't yet talk about them openly. And so 
we're trying and that's the main part of this whole entire podcast live show is that we do have it set up for real talk real life real people and so the purpose of it is so that we can engage in these conversations on a level of informational purposes it's not to persuade to be any way or other it is more geared towards just understanding other things do exist outside of your norm what we, you would deem as being norm right so one of the examples that i thought about when we were you know when hannibal was speaking um about seeing a same-sex couple out and you're in the mall and so forth is this a question for me um not to necessarily have feedback but just a question to put out there in the in the in the, in the old great matrix um how do you think society felt with interracial relationships we were technically forced to accept interracial relationships and we love our grandchildren and and you know and things like that and you may have an origin of racist background and so forth you know um and but then I can answer that question real quick. No, we're not <laughs> answering the question. It's something to think about. Uh, I got you. All right. It's just a think about. When we saw the stay-at-home mom versus the working mom, you know, so we we were we thought that being a stay-at-home mom was what we were supposed to be, where dad goes to work. But then the evolution took place. And but the stay-at-home dad, as far as not necessarily in most size, it can be. <laughs> and it can on what the purpose is. Again, this is not to answer. This is just something just, to. I couldn't help myself. I know. <laughs> this is the, and these are my final thoughts, as I'm saying, and I'm only using that as the same way we are seeing other things. It's not so much as we're being forced, but evolution is happening, right? Because again, okay. who'd have thunk there was going to be? I mean, we knew it was going to be interracial relationships at some point, but just now it's at the forefront, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So they were still having these babies on the side and they were still having these relationships. When was it? 1963? The the first first, official uh, interracial relationship was accepted in Congress. Yeah, I got you. I think it was 63. They did a whole movie about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole show on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 1963, around that time, is when it was... Think about it now. 1960. When did we we integrate school system? So, just think about it. So now that happened. I'm sure the world at that time didn't ever would have believed there would be a you cannot discriminate and interracial relationship uh, couples can go and legally get married. So 
right? Right, right. So now here we are legally able to have same-sex marriages. What's going to happen next? The world will never know. You know what's going to happen next. But let me go ahead and slide in. That was my final thoughts. So I'm going to slide in. I ain't going to be, I'm going to be very brief. <laughs> nah, I'm I know. I'm, I'm, I'm usually the one that give off, because I be, y'all know I'm over here with my Take book. You're taking that. So, I mean, this whole, uh, this whole overarching um, series is about uh, black culture and uh, changing the narrative. Um, I question, and I'm challenging all those involved who can hear my voice, is how do we get this idea to be unified? You know what I'm saying? How can we get um, sexuality in their movement to mesh with the Black Lives Matter movement, to mesh with the equality movement, to mesh with the understanding that love should reign supreme over hate? Humanity. You know, why do we got to identify ourselves as a certain sex or race when we should just really be focusing on what's right and what's wrong. You know? How do we change the narrative? Number one, we got to educate ourselves. Number two, we got to hold ourselves accountable. And number three, be willing to make the change as it so fits to be needed. Right? So what's holding us back? Mm. That's just the question. So. Season finale. Thank you. Thank you. And stay on after this. Yeah. Hang tight. You both of you all after this is over. Okay. Don't don't go away. I have to do some transitioning and then y'all stay stay right there, okay? Um I I know I'm humbly grateful for all of our viewers this this season. This was tough. Um, and thank my our two because we, this is first that we had the same guest on pretty much the whole entire series. Yeah, this was dope. <laughs> and, and 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 the value of mm-hmm. the backgrounds coming in. So I honor both you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. It was great because for people that may catch this on a at a later time and they didn't catch it from three seasons ago, two, three seasons ago, um one of our guests I I I, I don't think she'll have a problem with me talking about it just briefly. Uh Dr. Velvet Loves um is identifying as asexual. And so you you tell them what asexual orientation is. Uh pretty much means that I don't have sex often, very 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 rarely if ever. Um I don't have sexual you know, feelings, and I just, it's plenty of other ways to be passionate and sexual without penetration, so. I love it. I'm asexual. 
Okay. <laughs> and the reason why I wanted to say that is because this conversation, you were able to provide a valued opinion with regards to sexuality and, you know, help keep us in check with making sure, you know, we're not being too far left, too far right, you know, and, you know, although we are quite respectful of regardless, uh, you know, uh, just because this one gets carried away sometimes. <laughs> this one as in Buddha. However, he knows where to draw his line, uh, you know, but and, and so it's all fun. But, you know, when we get into certain areas, we have to be meticulous and strategic in correct usage of terms. And so with no disrespect. You know, that's why I wanted to make sure he ensured it was, he said the letters. He can say them. He just, it's a him thing. It's not, it's, and it's nothing bad. It's just, he gets tongue twisted because he know the letters. He, just, he put them out, he'll put them in the wrong order. So he'll just go with it, you know. And so um, he he's familiar. And, uh, you know, so there's that. I just wanted to make sure we state that because. Sipping a conversation with Buddha and Baby does not discriminate against no, no one, no okay. sexuality. Right. We we're here for it all, you know. Um, we're friends with several letters, <laughs> close friends. Uh, so there's that, and so and then we have our great Hannibal that's been with us. Thoughts from the base. From the that's base it. dash mint, mm -hmm. right? I said it right, Hannibal. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I be saying it right. Mm -hmm. So he's been with us. He's been, I've been having to get by, it, get by, it, Hannibal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he, he's, he has great, strong opinions. Um, and, and I say strong, but not in a bad way, but just, you know, he's, he, he has a lot that he can talk about. And, uh, so you guys should definitely check him out on his blog on YouTube. Uh, Thoughts from the base dash mint M E N T. You can definitely check him out, and he is Hannibal H A N N I B A L N dot Burton B U R T O N. Now, right now, um, Dr. Velvet loves. She is not actively on any social media platform i know a few people have asked about her however if you need to get in touch with her you can definitely reach out to buddha or myself baby um and you can reach us at on our web page at www.buddhaandbaby.com that's baby with an i not a y okay um and you can reach us there send us an inbox or you can come to either of our social media platforms and inbox us, and we'll be more than happy to get you connected with her. Um, she'll be, I'm sure, more than happy to speak with you. Uh, she just transitioned and moving and such, so we would have to be respectable of that. But I know she's readily available um, to answer and, you know, so and, forth. And don't you uh, deal with a battery of women right yes i i provide joy coaching to those you know that have come from uh wounded backgrounds mm -hmm. yeah. so wounded you could be emotionally physically mm -hmm. all different levels yeah i teach you how to go from hurt to happy okay 
Very I mean, good. I wanted to make sure that's in prevalent because to change the narrative, we got to really be accountable. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ideas. Understand thyself. That's accountability, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so listen, it's going to be about a good month before you guys see us again or hear from us. Uh, so we'll be back but at the same time, it's going to be a little minute, okay? We're trying to get things together. Go ahead and finish out the year and take it back into another absolutely profound 12 weeks of sipping and conversations. So again, we do appreciate you all. Our guest that's been on this season, um, we appreciate you all. For those that are interested in being an upcoming guest, if you feel that you have experience uh, careers and all the different things of the same that are of value, added value to our show mm-hmm. and our viewers. So we, you know what time it is. <laughs> if you can do that again, you can find us at www.buddhaandbaby.com. Uh-huh. And when we come back, it we are live every Wednesday at eight p.m. Eastern time. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you all so much. Yet again, it's sipping in conversations with the Buddha and the baby. We're sipping in conversations. Sipping in conversations. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. Sipping in conversations.